This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host of tonight's show. And welcome to Talking the Gridiron here on Variety Sports Network, brought to you in the Clutch Studios, Row One brand. And I'm back with Jimmy Pilato from far end of the bench and Brian, the main man, Johnson, already giving the fist pumps there as his niner pulled out the W. We got a lot to get in here on some real football, gentlemen. We're not talking preseason, none of that. We actually got real games to react to. Some of us might be a little bit more down with our reaction than others, but I'm looking forward to going through that, going through some of the biggest surprises, disappointments maybe of week one. And, of course, at the end, we'll look a little bit ahead to week two as well, some of the best games on there. Jimmy Pilato. How we doing, my friend? We holding up okay there at that Bengals uh, jersey? Are we doing okay? I kept the jersey on because it's not all about uh, – at least they proved my point. I've been saying it for a while. I should expect this at this rate. They never win an opener when they don't play their starters, and everything looked out of sync today. Burrow and Chase and Higgins and Boyd, that was absolutely abysmal. I think they had like one or two – less than five third down conversions on the entire day. This is supposed to be one of the offensive juggernauts supposed to be one of the top three seeds in the AFC. You win this week, you set yourself up for a possible one seed hosting the entire AFC playoffs. Yet we're going to probably go and two to start the season for the third straight year. And then our $275 million man is going to have to send us on a 10 game winning streak just to barely squeak out a third seed. Um, so it's disappointing. Like that was a lot of hype. This is supposed to be the best team the best team in the uh, Zach Taylor era. It's supposed to be the best Bengal team in history. Only team to go back-to-back division championships. You guys got the predator at quarterback. I don't want to hear it. I'm not ever going to say those two words together. He's ridiculous. Um, it was bad. I like I tweeted. I tweeted after the, after it was totally out of hand. There was no way that they were coming back. Just give it to them because they deserve it. Give it to them as hard as you can. They deserve yeah. every bit of it. Like, just punch him, punch him until he won't give it up. Get up. They pulled Joe Burrow. They pulled a guy that they just became, just paid to be the highest paid guy in the NFL. That's where I'm at with my NFL season. I'm already ready for hockey to start. And the Avalanche <laughs> had a very bad, bad end of their season. Just last one year. game. You're good. Just one. You're all right. You're it's going right. to be two because that was not a performance that you make up for after one week. There is so much wrong. Offensive line. This is his best offensive what line. Oh my God! Zadarius Smith from the first play of the game had Joe Burrow on the ropes. They still eighty-two can't yards, Jimmy. That's all he threw for eighty-two yards. How is that possible? How is that possible? It was so well deserved that he got pulled. He was he played like absolute garbage. That was the worst performance I've had him. I've seen him have in a Bengals uniform, and he's thrown three straight interceptions on three straight plays. That was his worst game, and it's always Cleveland. Cleveland has his number. Cleveland is. Six yeah. and one now against him. Six and one, five and one, one of them. Was it get crushed last year on Monday night? Is that what it was? They got crushed last year on Monday night football on Halloween. They were the national yep, game. They were the national broadcasted early game today on yep. CBS. Uh didn't even need the Sunday ticket, which we're paying the extra money for because I'm gonna I figured I'd need that for the Bengals. After this performance, I'm probably gonna. I, I highly <laughs> doubt they're gonna be flexed out unless they come back in week two and everything is different. I'm not saying it's all bad. It's, they they still will probably have a very successful year. They're too good of a team not to be decent. But no, this does sure. not bode well for the end of the season. We're going to be in a situation where we get screwed by our circumstances. But really, did you get screwed? Because you guys were the ones that didn't play in the preseason no, for sure. and decided you, to take the first half of the year off. 
And you mentioned when we did the when we did the preview shows that you were hoping that would be the opposite this year, and that was what you were hoping with that team opposite. Brian, I don't hear Jimmy say much about good job Browns though. The Browns defense though played; they stepped up. Oh there. no, they were. I yeah. they deserve the credit. I said that in my halftime yeah. video. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, Garrett yeah, Gear, Gear just was all over the field. And he looked legit. Him and Zadarius uh, Smith are a, a hell of a combo. I, I didn't realize that they picked him up in free agency. They rehauled that defensive line to the point where they're going to be a problem for a lot of people. If you let them just pound you up front on offense and defense the way that they want to, Cleveland is going to be a very tough team to beat for a lot of people, not just the Bengals. And I know Chase made those comments earlier in like the week. Maybe that gave him a little extra motivation. But I feel like in a game like this, the Bengals just – they just didn't show up today. That It's just one that – Hopefully, the one good thing, Jimmy, is you maybe just throw it out the window too, right? Like, all right, bad start, bad game. You know, maybe that's the idea, but you do that in week one. But as we all know, like you just said, the games add up. They all matter at the end of the day, each one. So you just want them to be playing better going into it. Um, we could get back on the Bengals a little bit too. Brian, just real quick, was there any initial thoughts that you had uh, after week one? Anything stand out to you? It doesn't just have to be a game, any player, uniforms, whatever, terribleness. What do you got? As as much as they overhyped the Steelers in preseason, the Niners just exposed that team in every form they of did. the game. I mean, they just they just did not look like they're ready to be contenders. Uh, Kenny Pickett did not deliver yeah, the injury of my of my fifty push up men at all. We got to rarely show up against the Browns. I, I was yeah. so glad because I was on Terrell's show and I, I got wound up a little bit on Friday night and I said I would do 50 push-ups if the Steelers won too. So <laughs> I'm glad. That was actually a funny show, by the way. Shout out to our guy Terrell and Brian. You guys were – actually, I love – you guys were really good, actually. That was funny. And you went out of good. I respect oh, you. It you was tough. I did not realize the, the gauntlet that I was stepping into. It's a little bit yeah. – I, I, yeah, it was a lot. I, I enjoyed the show. I, I had a blast, but I was like, damn. I'm going to have to really – I had to step my game up. I was like, I'll do 50 push-ups. Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Please. Yep. No, the Steelers, I'm glad. Thank you, Brian. Bri your Steelers did a lot for me. Even though I was playing against Brock Purdy, he threw like two two touchdowns to Brandon Ayuk, who's on my team. So I, it balanced itself out. Um, what do you guys think for like – I got for like kind of like – as we kind of move through the show, kind of our initial thoughts here – we kind of get to our open or get to the our past on that game of the day here a little bit. Let's kind of hit on some of the games that were maybe the best ones throughout the day here. When I look at when we looked at it, we kind of talked about we obviously went over the Browns, Bengals, a little bit the Niners. To me, those weren't the game, the games early on. But what the only game early in the morning that really caught my attention was the and it wasn't one I was expecting really, but was it towards the end, right? The, the Saints, Titans, then you had the Bucks, though. That was the surprising one over the Vikings, Jimmy. They killed me on my I should have never go with the Vikings on your survival football picks. That should be a rule. I should never have done that. I went against one of my rules and I paid for it. What'd you kind of make of maybe those two games, Rene? It's it, this is kind of unfortunately, and I and I probably will get in trouble because I mentioned it. I mentioned it on our show. My girlfriend is her parents are, are her dad at least is a big Vikings fan. But this is what I expected. They're going to regress back. You won too many close games, and we're seeing it on Sunday Night Football with the Giants right yep. now too, getting pounded 33 nothing. and it's not even the start of the fourth quarter. But, like, you you have so many fluky wins in one season, and you just expect to be all that great moving on. They had a chance to win. They were up for a majority of the game. Cousin, Cousins was making plays. Then all of a sudden, it just stopped. And when it stopped this year, they didn't get the lucky bounce. They didn't get the fumble in the end zone. Um, Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield was able to make a little magic happen. 
I was not expecting, was not expecting to have the Vikings um, lose that game and to be saying that Baker Mayfield probably had one of the performances, at least down the stretch of the game of week one. Yeah, there she is. Yeah, Vikings, she's household right there. That's funny right there. That's, that's, a, that's a rough weekend this week. Plus, the Bengals lose. It's not a good football weekend. Yeah, this is this is not a we'll look out kids at school this week. Look out. No, <laughs> there is a test on Friday, so we'll see. Better we'll not see. say nothing. Better not say nothing. Let's just put that out there now. Man, man, that paid, that paid off me getting the Cowboys defense in Terrell's uh money league because they almost got me 40 points tonight. Daniel Jones, what the whole thing? Like we I mean they could bounce back, like you said, one day, but man, not a great start to that season at all. The thing with the the Vikings too, what was it, Jimmy? You kind of touched on it a little bit there. They were like eleven and zero, something crazy like that, in one point, something like that, like two point yeah. games last year. You like, saw it in the quarterback show too, where they showed that yeah. Bills game. Like they should have lost that game. But Buffalo did everything that they needed to to win that game, and they just couldn't. Um, it's not going to be that same way. They were a good team last year. Kevin O'Connell did good things for the franchise, but they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to play perfect games. There's not going to be a lull. You're not going to be able to take advantage of lucky bounces every week again. And last year was insane with that. Look at Logan Stone tuned in here. Logan, hope everything's good. I can't believe they put the Cowboys game on air. Yeah, that's it's and past ten thirty Eastern. I feel like TVMA is okay on Eastern television now. <laughs> you can do that now. I feel like I, I they always got to have an NFC East game on them, right? Always it feels like on a Sunday night. Doesn't it always feel like NFC East somewhere on that at the start out the season? It's very. It's Jerry Jones. It's <laughs> he's the t- Godfather of the TV deal since Pat Bowen's no longer with us. I saw they had they made some AI thing of Jerry Jones this week. That was kind of that was kind of scary to think about where you could go in and ask him any question. He lives forever, Brian. He lives forever. He'll live there. Uh the Bucks one, like I said, that when we talked about the touched about the Vikings there a little bit. The the other game too I wanted to, to hit on was that Saints one real quick, Jimmy. We talked about Derek Carr. He was able to pull it out late. But my goodness, the Titans, they should have they had they had their chances to win that game. They just kicked so many darn field goals. Tannehill was terrible. We shouldn't expect anything less. But I'm not walking away saying the Saints look unreal, but maybe they figured something. Maybe their defense, though, does look pretty real. But, again, the Titans' offense, Jimmy, I'm not sure how to really balance all that. Mixing this one with the ending of the Buccaneers game and the fact that the Falcons won pretty easily, too, like maybe there is a little bit more competition for the NFC South than what we were giving it credit for. Maybe this is a three-team race. They're like mediocre quarterbacks, but they're all about the same level of mediocre. So who's yeah. going to really come out on top? It's all it's a three-horse race between Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, and uh, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. I would say Ritter's the, definitely the most unknown. We haven't seen him do it either way, so I'd probably put my faith in him. Like I said, I think I picked the Falcons in our divisional preview for the NFC South. I, I just don't trust Derek Carr down the stretch. But that yeah. is, it makes things a little bit more interesting when you put all the games together because that shouldn't have been as close as it was. And Tennessee probably should have been able to win, but Tennessee struggles in week ones even under Vrabel. Vrabel always has them tough. Like their defense played tough today, but their offense lacked any kind of explosivity. What'd you guys think of, what'd you guys think of Bijan? But Brian, did you see any of that, that Falcons highlights or the game in the morning? I know you're watching the Niners a little bit. He got the first touchdown there a little bit. I, he does, he does move a little differently though. He doesn't move a little differently than other guys. And I thought young, he kind of looked, he looked okay in the first game. I wasn't like overly impressed either way, but uh, that was a game I was kind of keeping an eye on a little bit. Any thoughts on that game, Brian? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't like, I was kind of like when I saw Richardson play, I was like getting concerned because man, he was taking some hits in that game. And- <laughs> he was. That, let's go to that Colts jazz game. But Jimmy, that was kind of a weird deal. Did you see the end of that game where he was like running for those extra yards and stuff? And 
but not the end. I mean, you want your quarterback doing that, but man, like early on taking those type of shots, it's like, you know, it's tough right there too. But, you know, it's hard to tell the kid out there, like, no, you're not doing that. Like he's trying to build like his team around him to fight for him. So I respect that. Yeah. It, they, there's a guy on the local sports scene here that says you can't take the wag out of the puppy's tail. Like you can't tell him to totally change the way that he's meant to play. And to in in all honesty, trying to be as objective as I can be, Florida doesn't run that difficult of a scheme to pick up. He's probably having to learn on the fly. And if you take away his athleticism and his ability to lower his shoulder, he is a big guy. He should be able to hold up a little bit better than most other quarterbacks. But if you tell him, hey, not only do you have to be able to win from the pocket, you have to totally change the entire thing. You're learning more plays than you've ever had to do. If you force him to conform the entire entire way, I think you're going to struggle even more than you're probably already looking at struggling. I think the Colts, the Colts and the Cardinals are, in my opinion, two teams that are pretty much probably looking at the bottom of their conferences. That was an interesting game too. When I kept checking yeah, it I mean, on uh, the Jaguars thing, I'm, I'm going to say, man, the Jags got steal with Ridley. He looked really good today. Yeah. He really did he bet on the today. games? Did he put money on himself? Like, did he <laughs> Calvin Ridley two touchdowns? He might have. That's a, give me the ball now. I need it now. I thought, right. There's a lot on the line. You got to throw it to me. You got to. Oh, what's, what's the LL Cool J line from uh, any game? Oh, yeah. I need my carries. Because when I get my carries, then I get my money. And I like <laughs> my money. <laughs> I got to watch that movie again. I haven't seen that one in a while. I didn't give it Sunday. I got to check that one out again. Uh, T.O. in that one. That's always my appearance. I always find it funny. Lawrence Taylor was in that one, too. Um, uh, we got uh, what's we got here? The Cropper rookie QB is going to be pretty good. Yeah, Stroud and the Texans, they kind of had there. It wasn't anything too special there in that, in that game in terms of the score and stuff like that. But he does look like he's more than capable once they get a few more weapons around him. Jimmy, I wanted to touch on that Miami – Chargers game because remember going into last that week, we were really like, good. yeah, it turned out to be a good game, but it did have some of the things that you said a lot of flaws on defense, a lot of like kind of not your crisper play on that regard. But offensively, because right, what I think the Dolphins went down the field in like 70 yards in like three plays and they fumbled a snap the next play or something like that. And the Chargers get the ball, so there were those type of miscues, but you just hadn't feel it would be a shootout. The Dolphins again, though, Brian, they get off to that early start a little bit, they get hot, like you said. Brian, let's start with you real quick. What did you think of that Miami Chargers game? It was just unreal offensively, but I don't know if you can trust any of those defenses and like the, you know, getting you to the Super Bowl or anything. How about Hill though, too? I mean, Jimmy, my goodness, this guy is just insane. He's always insane at this point, but he never seems to hold up. And if there's any weather where he's not the fastest guy on the field and can make all of his different cuts, it seems to get cut out from underneath him. But this is the time. Miami's got a tough division. We we see yeah. a few teams. They have good quarterbacks. Uh, they're going to have to pick up the wins where they can get them like this. Maybe this is their year to have all the lucky bounces. And I do think Mike, McDaniels, it, Mike McDaniel is a good coach. I, I would trust him more as a head coach than I would Brian Staley. That's why I see the Dolphins coming out the way that they did. Um, it's funny that I said this was going to be the, the worst game because my game ended up being the worst game. That was the most <laughs> atrocious. Like the fact that the Bengals got an extra third down because Joe Burrow had a delay of game penalty. Like that was bad. No, no, no. But that, Tyreek Hill right now, expect a, a heavy. If you have him early in the fantasy league, that's always the best thing. He kind of falls off towards the playoffs, towards the end of the season. But early on, September, October, that's Tyreek Hill's time to be the best, most dominant player on the field. Whether I, 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 I had him one year when. 
the year before he left the Chiefs, and he he just was not good at all that year. It didn't seem like he 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 got the touches that year. He didn't want, he want to play for you. That was the problem. Tyre, we know Tyler uh, over here. Uh, he loves himself some Tyreek Hill. I think he thinks he's maybe the – he almost – well, it last year, I think he had him as the best player in the league maybe. Like, you know, like right up there outside of Mahomes probably. So I know Tyler really loves him there. And then, Jimmy, uh, the last game here from game of the day here, the Raiders. They pull it out against the Broncos, 17-16. A crazy start. Oh, Sean Payton, he goes for the onsides to start the game. I And then they could just – they had the legal touch right there. Would have been, Would have been a great start for them. Yeah. They missed that extra point from they cut their kicker, who was a very reliable kicker last uh, this year. They have this guy, he ends up costing them the game technically with that missed extra point. Jimmy G, though, comes up big at the end with some big plays, gets that big run at the end to get that first down. I'm not going to say it the, was the prettiest game, but to, to see the Rangers get some stops, actually, even though they only had they kept the Broncos to one third or the Broncos only one time didn't get a first down. Um, I, what did you think there, Jimmy, with the Raiders? We, we both said that, so you obviously kind of played out how you thought as well. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was a little shocked when Sean Payton takes over and Justin Simmons, who's normally a very level-headed guy, um, he he had – that was a dirty hit. The dirty hit that he had on Garoppolo in the first quarter where they had to take him off the field, the referees were yelling at him, all that stuff. So it's weird that that, that took over as soon as Sean Payton got there. Um, the kick ended up being the big thing because if it goes to overtime, the Broncos offense was definitely better than it was last year. Russell Wilson oh. still has deficiencies, but you can't say that it didn't look better. It was a better product. It was a more entertaining game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I did expect this. I, I thought the Raiders would get the win here. And I still think that the Broncos later on in the season will beat the, the Raiders. And maybe Mark Davis scrounges through his couch and finds enough money to buy out that contract that he has McDaniels on because he's Nico was telling some stories on our show, which is why everybody should check out at FEOTB pod. We'll have a new episode released this Thursday where we'll commiserate together because this is where we started the show where both of our teams were always losing. I think the first season was when Burrow tore his ACL and the, the, that was like right in the middle of the Broncos absolutely being dog water for the entire year. Um, so we'll commis commiserate more, but like he's, he's not good for that franchise. They should have got him out a long time ago. Uh, I got uh, John tuning in here. What a, what a day, fellas. I appreciate it. Yep. Could have used Jesse Bates. Telling you. Could have used him today. Um, we got seven people in here right now. Uh, love the chat there. We'll get him up there on the screen. Any thoughts there on week one? We'll uh, we'll put him up on the screen. Um, yeah. So that was a, that was kind of a big game, Brian. You were ripping on Jimmy. He held out. Did that did that hurt you a little bit to see Jimmy slide for that first down? Did it just sting a little bit for you, or or did the Steelers or no? Because I know you hate yourself. I just, I just think in the second half of the season you're gonna hate this guy. He's just, he is who he is, and I don't know. I mean, he's he got lucky today, man. He did go out. What did he go out like the third play to get his, his head checked? Nice. I, I was thinking about you. Dallas uh, is just it, put up. Dallas is about to put up forty. Is he gonna go forty piece right now? Oh, if yeah. they make the field goal, if they make the extra point, it's forty nothing. What does it wow. say about the Giants? I mean, I think it says that Daniel Jones was like Kirk Cousins last year. Same thing. They had a lot of magic down the stretch, and they probably shouldn't have won the, the wild card round the way that they did. Yeah, that's a good point there. Uh, Jesse was balling today, defensive player of the week, incoming uh, for sure. There, he will be in the running. Do you think? So, do you think the Giants? It was just do you. Do you kind of just throw this game out of the way, or the Cowboys? Do you think this is a legit Cowboys performance? Is this a real team? We have, you know, because we rank these NFC teams, and right at the beginning, we all basically say Eagles, 
Niners, like, do we consider them a legit threat still? Like, watching them tonight, do they feel like they're in that same class, Jimmy, as those two other teams? There was there was mistakes made. Right now, it's anybody like Dallas looks like they're going to be the front runner because um, New England made Philadelphia struggle, and they probably shouldn't have. So, yeah. but but I do think that the other two teams in in this NFC East, Washington, you know, they beat a bad team in, in Arizona yeah. today. So I'm not going to give them the credit that they they think they deserve. Dallas right now has shown the most as, as like this is a former playoff team that they're playing against and in a primetime spot where they could have choked or, or pissed down their leg and played down to their competition, they're putting on a, an absolute show. That was a third-string running back that just scored. We, we Week five, we play Dallas 49ers on Sunday night. That's going to be a good game. That'll be wow. where we kind of decide whether or not the, the Cowboys' initial season push was – for real. And I think that's going to be a good test for Purdy. Is it in San Francisco or is it in Dallas? Uh, in San Francisco. It's going to be not as much of a test, but it'll it'll still be something. No, yeah, exactly. that'll be a good one, Brian, to have your reaction on there with it. Oh, gosh. I like, we can get some cussing <laughs> on there from you live here. I like that. We'll get you there. Uh, yeah, that – and Brian, I like Purdy's confidence, though. He did have – I like his little area. You know, what do you say there? We had to shut up the haters, so that uh, I'm sure you enjoyed that. I feel like I feel like all week the Steelers fans were just talking smack. They're Steelers me. fans. I mean, that's what they do. <laughs> Jimmy knows that better than anybody, right? <laughs> my entire family, friends, everybody's a Steelers fan in my life because that's just the irony that I get to live my everyday existence. And with. what was Patrick Peterson thinking, saying he's going to pick off Purdy because he yeah. knew it wasn't going to happen after he said that? I know that I text you. It's like, you're I'm like, man, they got a picture of has a little life. And then CMC goes all the way down. I was like, great. I was like, no, he goes all the way down 70 yards right there. Hey, Jimmy, as we kind of get to the second half of the show here, kind of moving forward with it, I got a question for the week. Who who do you think is considered like the cool player to root for this year? Too? I did this for baseball for seventh inning stretch. Trying to think of guys like, you know, when you're like 10, 10 years ago, like, well, that's the guy I kind of want to be like my, you know, there's like these guys that kind of stood out to you that you're trying to be like, who do you who maybe comes to your mind first, or is there somebody out there that like you hear at school a lot too? Well, I'm not going to say who I hear at school because I don't agree with them. Like my entire <laughs> class last year was obsessed with Giannis Antetokounmpo, and and they had Jokic right in their own backyard. So I don't listen to the 12 year old's opinion. That's I just make sure that I use that and know that that's not who I should pick. I'm going to say Jason Kelsey. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see the documentary that's coming out. I think it's Tuesday. Is that's going to drop on Amazon Prime? But just as a, a football coach, as an offensive lineman, I would watch him because he opens up so much with his athletic ability, being able to pull from the center position. That offense is so wide open. <laughs> Excuse me. Wide open. And it's it's easy for me to say an offensive lineman as like an easy way out. But uh, as a, a leader in the community, as a leader on the team, in the locker room, on the field, like there's not a lot of guys that I would tell. I, I have a center right now that's very similar, like he's the general. I told him you're you're smaller than everybody else out here, so you got to play with the right technique. You you get everybody going right. They listen to you. Whatever you says, whatever you say is just an extension of me. And I think Jason Kelsey is a, a really good example for for people, especially young players, to look up to because he's done pretty much everything the right way, and he's advocated for people and and helped people. Like he's the only reason his brother's in the NFL right now. So the, he's yeah. the only reason Chiefs fans have enjoyed all of their success. And uh, you're right. I forgot about that story. And I, he has a good podcast. Their podcast is good too. Like I love, they had, they had like a funny one this week where he had like his wife. On. I was, was, I was just listening to that one before we got on here. 
it was actually pretty entertaining. Like some of the story, I like the little, uh, what's the little internet thing that they found swipe right thing. And that was kind of a funny little thing. I was saying at my school, it's funny, believe it or not, Tra- I was going to say Travis Kelsey. There's, I have a ton of jerseys for the kids that wear uh, his jersey at our school. And the other, uh, that, that's the guy that stands out to me that they, everybody seems like. And then of course, Patrick Mahomes is the other guy uh, that the guys like uh, a lot too. Brian, do you think there's a cool, Justin Jefferson, that was the other one. Because of the dancing, yeah, that was the other guy that a lot of them like to is Justin Jefferson. He gets a lot of love at my school too, Jefferson. So I'm thinking he's maybe like the cooler plays that the younger kids are like, kind of like that they're looking up to in that regard. Brian, you got a quick one there? Um, I I noticed a lot of people. Jared Goff. Really, <laughs> I, I noticed a lot of people really like uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. He, I don't know if I feel like an alternative. He's definitely a Pacific Northwest guy. He should yeah. play his entire career in Seattle. Because they'd love him up there. If they had a professional team in Portland, he should be the spokesperson for that. And I and I bet in San Francisco, you probably get a lot of Brock. A lot of people love Brock Purdy right now. Yeah, well, he's definitely getting get old. Well, and then the, uh, Hertz was the guy I was thinking too. The guy wearing number seven in Atlanta. Huh? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. I'm guessing that's Bijan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, guess yeah. a rookie running back. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. I'm still uh, salty if you can't tell. I'm in. I'm in a bad mood. That's right, Jimmy. That's but you know, that's why we're we're, uh, we're trying to get you out of here in a couple uh, a little bit. We're trying to get you to bed early. We got to get we got to get through the week. We're gonna get to our week two matchups. We'll talk about your Bengals in a second of their matchup. Just real quick, guys. Maybe give me like a. We talked about some of the games, so you don't have to necessarily talk about a team thing. Maybe there's a player or something or something that stood out to you. Are there any surprises or disappointments that kind of stood about uh, around the rest? I mean, for me, real quick, if I could just go back to uh, the Thursday night game, Kadarius Tony. That's kind of a disappointment. That's kind of a, a little bit performance there. Uh, Brian, you got a disappointment or a surprise for you? Um, I'd say the disappointment definitely the Giants tonight. I didn't think they played that bad. <laughs> well, I get you. That would be odd disappointment tonight. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was going into the playoffs, and the Giants were saying. Oh, if he doesn't get done, we're moving on. And then they give the guy an extension. Made no sense. That's a good one, Daniel Jones. Yeah, you get up your zero piece right now, and it's forty nothing right there. That's a great one. Disappointment. We got a guy here, Brandon Gaiman, one hundred and one, checking in. What's up, man? How, how you doing? Thanks for checking out Talking the Gridiron here, Variety Sports Network. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got there for disappointment or surprise? It's a it's a both. It's a double double in one. I'm disappointed, and I'm also surprised how well Deshaun Watson kind of led that. Cleveland attack I thought that for as much as everybody probably wanted him not to do well outside of Cleveland he played up to the standard that they they signed him to and and he was putting guys in the right spots if it wasn't rainy it would probably be a a lot uglier of a score because they would have been able to pass a little bit easier but for now I mean that's disappointing but it's also surprising how well he played to me and they they put Cooper Cooper Rush in over Trey Lance (laughs) <laughs> Cooper Rush. You gotta, well, you can't get you gotta you gotta walk Trey in there. He's gonna get seven years and then he'll get the starting job over there. How about how about for me? I had a kind of a surprise uh for the team. I thought the Rams and Stafford, they looked yeah quite well. They looked a lot better. How about Love and the Packers? Love looked pretty good today, throwing three touchdowns in that game, too. Uh, not great. And then a disappointment, though, in that same game, Jimmy Justin Fields. He did, he even said himself he didn't play that great in the game. So that kind of goes a little and, bit of disappointment. And you, category. Do, you guys, do you guys think Gino regresses? He just didn't look that great at all. I, to me, he's going to have – to me, that's where I thought he was going to regress before yeah. the year. I don't know. What do you think, Jimmy? 
it's uh i thought that he would be more i thought they were going to lean more into his running ability because the guy he had a thousand yards rushing last season he yeah. said in one of the commercials like maybe he rushes for two thousand yards i think that was blown out of proportion but they should definitely be trying to use that to open up anything else in their offense because it, he's the most dynamic weapon he is as much as i don't really like him and, and i'm not too upset to see him struggle he needs to be used in the correct way to be successful uh, I feel like just a disappointment is that, should we say, the Cardinals uh, commanders game just feels weird. So <laughs> I don't even know what to make of that. Look at that. I just was looking at that. I was like, it feels like a disappointment that somebody won the game. In that game right there. It was not uh, good. Sorry, Terrell. Ver- VSN was making a big deal about uh, Sam Howell. I guess he, he oh, looked yeah. better than some of the quarterbacks that they've had. It's preseason, man. It's preseason. You can't judge ever preseason. And they're also playing an FCS school. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the Arizona the Christian Cardinals, University out there. The Cardinals are tanking for Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. They, he will, they will not come out. They will stay in college. They will not come out and play for the Cardinals. That, to me, that, that, I do not want to live in Arizona. There's no – no, I will not. I refuse. A little surprise to me was that the Eagles didn't, the Eagles didn't finish off the Patriots. You know, they get off 17-0. I mean, come on. I do think that from that standpoint, like – well, it's, it's opening day. They would throw. I mean, they got off to a really bad start. That's as bad a start you could get off to a game, and how quickly they got off to that bad a start. And I just thought the Eagles would be able to pour it on a little bit more at their offense. And they only got eight points after that. To me, that that was just a little bit of a surprise. It was that regard, and how the Patriots kind of almost hung in there. Yeah, I would say a disappointment too. If we're going back to Thursday night, would be Matt Nagy and and the way that he called that game for Kansas City. I think that he probably yeah. put them in a bad spot and. You're maybe seeing a little bit because the commanders happen to win. So maybe the enemy had more influence over the offense. And now that he's not there, Nagy is going to go back to being what Matt Nagy was in, in Chicago, where he's supposed to be this play calling genius. But maybe Andy Reid's going to have to start taking over and calling more of the plays. Yeah. Did he yeah. do that one of the years they won? Or maybe not. I mean, I'm thinking of a different year. That, um, how about Kenny Pickett? Man, what a what a pathetic performance that was from their team. That's what I expected from him. I hope he yeah. sucks all year. And then, then I heard an excuse on Twitter that he had a cough before the game. So, uh, for the, well, they always <laughs> had a little cough in there. TJ Watt played well. I just thought, wanted to shout. He yeah. played really well in that game. He never, right, he never doesn't down. play well. He's always in, in, oh, in the mix. He just played like a beast last night. He was unreal. Just a couple of news and notes here as we get to, to the, the fourth quarter of the pod here. Just kind of flashing back a little bit, Chandler Jones, that whole weird thing with the with the Raiders. I have no idea. If that is a Raiders thing if I've ever seen one. I mean, that is a Raiders thing. Like three days before opening that day, Jimmy, that that's what happens with the Raiders. We got eleven people in the chat. Feel like yeah, feel free to comment in. We're talking news and notes here. We'll come up with anything with the game. But Jimmy Chandler Jones, that I mean, and then he says this is why players like social media. Okay, I get that, but. I mean, see, that was a weird. That was a weird deal. Like, it, it just to, you don't do it like that. That was an odd. That was an odd deal with it. But only the Raiders get that. Your guy Joe Burrow, he gets the historic deal. We, we talked about the loss, I know, but he does get the five-year deal. He, that, that's why he's taking a lot of heat today on social media because of that deal right now. A lot of people say, "Well, we'll look at you know Jalen Hurts." Well, you know that's what happens. People, as it goes in order. The longer you wait, you'll get the higher deal that with that. And then, like I already mentioned, the one and took it off the board here already is. Uh, Basically, Justin Fields calling himself out, saying he did not play very well today and was a little disappointed there with that. Jimmy, any of those stand out uh, or just one little note on either of those? Chandler Jones, you think that's just a Raider thing? It's definitely not good. That's what I was talking about with Josh McDaniels. I think he's going to push himself out just kind of like how he pushed himself out with us. 
Um, yeah. And I mean, he only lasted a day as the head coach of, of Indianapolis. He's obviously not very well liked outside of one place in the NFL. The fact that he isn't there just waiting out until I mean, Belichick's not going to be there that much longer. I know that they did okay today, but you should probably just be in New England, hang out, and then maybe you'll continue on as Steve Belichick takes over as the head coach and, and you can just be the offensive coordinator because that's the only place that you're liked and you're respected. I don't think that he has any respect in the Las Vegas locker room right now. I, I would agree. He, uh, yeah, he obviously doesn't. That's the thing with the Raiders. They never have had this culture to be able to keep them along. Obviously, I know you're pumped up about Burrow getting that thing right there. Right there. Uh, Brian, uh, a lot of injuries again. Dobbins – this guy, I mean, I feel bad for him. The man just gets hurt every every year. He's down already. ACL. I mean, I mean. Uh, now, now was an Achilles, but. I know. I feel bad for him. Like you're thinking about <laughs> it. You're taking your fantasy pick. No, he's gonna get hurt. You're like, well, he'll stay healthy this one year. But Jimmy, this guy, I just feel bad for him. He's just one of those guys that just cannot stay healthy. Just cannot. It. Doesn't so seem like he, it's cut out happen. for him. Maybe it's no. it's time to look at something different. Unfortunate as it might be to say. I think it might be the, the case there. All right. Hey, as we get to the end here, a little quick here, Jimmy, you still got the Jets for tomorrow, right? I'm assuming you're not going away from your brother's Jets. Uh, yes, I, I picked them. I'm pretty sure I picked them on this show. I picked them on Terrell's show. I picked them on our show. Uh, it would give me another win over Nico right now. He's got three ahead on me with the way things are going. I picked the Giants tonight, and obviously that didn't bode well for me. <laughs> and, uh, at least you're not doing it by total total point. That's not like you have no chance after that one. Brian, you still got you got Bills win this one, or you got the Jets? Yeah, I'm taking the Bills definitely. First Monday night game of the year next week. There's two Monday night games. Is now as we get into the fourth quarter, the we're kind of at the end here. That we're gonna get to a sneak peek here. Week two, kind of the best games, kind of looking ahead. Jimmy, again, like I said, two Monday night games. Uh, looking ahead to week two. Uh, we got what do I got on there Monday night? I knew it. Saints at Panthers, and then Browns at those Steelers uh, that we were talking about. Um, I'll bring it up here on the screen here in a minute, but some of the other games we got going on uh, that I kind of found interesting. We got we got Packers, Falcons, kind of an interesting, both teams 1-0. One of those teams is going to start 2-0. And then uh, your Ravens-Bengals one, that's kind of an interesting one to be Jimmy as well. They got to win now. I mean, that's a divisional game, and Baltimore took care of business. Baltimore and Cleveland are right now tied for the division lead, so you got to get one game back on either of them and hope that, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Steelers beat the Browns on Monday night for you too because now it's yeah. it's all about the standings because you're still hoping, at least at this point of the season, you're still hoping that the Bengals will be towards the end of the season pushing for a playoff seating, and, and this would be a game that you'd look back on and be like, if we drop this one at home, um, that's that's where things start to get ugly. Yeah, you guys go 0-2 at home there. That's I'm, a tough I'm, one. I, I, re- I really like the Chiefs-Jags matchup. That's a taste. That's a good one. 10 a.m. in yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, cheat. You think you guys? It sounds like Kelsey will probably play. You think you, can they win another? Can they win without? Kel- I mean, I don't think they can beat the Jags without Kelsey. No, no way. I didn't think that think? the tight end that they had in was bad, but not no. having not having Kelsey out there for third downs and having to go to Kadarius Tony apparently is is not a move that is going to bode well in the future. No, that's going to be a tough one there. And I just, I'm interested with the Chiefs. Like, we, you, you were the one that was more on it than us. You're like, at some point, there is going to be a wall, like, just even for a season, right? Like, you hit one. We're not, I'm not going to go there yet with it. It's too early. But, uh, you know, their offensive got- line looked as bad as I expected it without Orlando Brown. Their, ta- their tackles did not hold up against uh, the no. pass rush. And I know Aiden Hutchinson's a beast, but outside of him, Detroit doesn't have anybody else, and they didn't look good. 
and dude, that's where I'm at with you. That, that, that That's a problem. That's going to be a huge issue for them going forward. Uh, Brian, you said Chiefs Jags. That's a good one. I, I like that one as well. Char, uh, Seahawks Lions. Uh, curious if the Seahawks can bounce back. Also one for me, Raiders at Bills. Come on, Raiders. Come on. Let's go. Can we get Jimmy 2-0? If Jimmy gets the first two wins at Denver, at Buffalo, now we're speaking. Now we have something here. Now we're cooking a little bit here, Johnson. There we go. We uh, that's probably going to be more like the the 1990. Uh, oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. 55-0 or whatever that game was. 55 10 Oh, God. Uh, 2-0, I can feel it. We're going to go Jimmy for Jimmy. 2-0, he's going to cover us this week. Uh, and that would be a tough game, Raiders at Bill. So I'm all, but obviously for me, that would be a big game. I'll be looking, uh, definitely rooting for that one. Uh, we have a Other Thursday night game. We, we play, we play the Rams. The Rams, that will be. I feel like, I mean, after and you play it in LA, which you guys will have 90% of Niners fans there. That's going to be. You guys will absolutely like take over that that whole entire stadium. I don't, um, I don't worry about that one. I wouldn't sweat that one. Yeah, that to me, I'm with you. That's the Colts, Texans, and, and, and then and then we play these guys on Thursday night, the Giants. The Giants, yeah, that's, so it's, that's it's, it's looking like three and zero for us right now. Cardinals, Giants next week. That's a that that looks like maybe the snooze fest game of the week. Sorry, Giants fans on that one. Can your Bronco? Can the Broncos out in Denver? Can they beat the Commanders week two? Is that they got to beat them? They got to get that yeah. one. That's, I was looking at it. They're still the favorites. I mean, they should, but yeah. Uh, with the way things went today, I don't know. From because my parents were at the game live, they said that the refereeing was a little bit skewed. They didn't they didn't think that it was called the best as, as a week one game. So maybe it's different. But the fact that they're still favored, they're still putting a lot of faith in Sean Payton turning this thing around. So yeah, no doubt. And they like you said, they did look a little better. They a couple other games here: Chargers, Titans. They play as well. I already mentioned Colts, Texans. Jets at Cowboys at the 125 start our time Pacific time. And then the Sunday night game is Dolphins at Patriots. Why are the Patriots getting a Sunday night game, people? Why is this happening? What are we doing here? Let's see. <laughs> Can we flex that already? Can we flex that game? Can we get a different game on already with that I mean, one? No, nobody wants to see Mac Jones on Sunday night. No, nobody wants to see Mac attack. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. To me, that's our show here for tonight. We got talking. We talked a lot about things. Jimmy, you said you guys got – your show coming on Thursday night. You guys are going to be doing probably recapping week one, and then obviously doing your previews. Um, I had a lot of a lot of people around my school and other people commented on our scary show. They really liked that. They liked your format. They said they even said my my sister especially said she liked it. Well, she's like she got a kick out of the story with the public school thing there too. So shout out to you and your podcast with that. But I know you guys got something Thursday far into the bench. What you got got going on this week? Yeah, the YouTube will be live Wednesday. We dropped that before uh, the podcast comes out Thursday, and then um. Top of the mountain will be either Thursday or Friday. We had to make an adjustment Friday. Uh, RMAC football, there's a lot of teams that won games that we weren't expecting, a lot of teams that surprised. So top of the mountain will be interesting this week to uh, check out with myself and Rev. Um, Rev had the work tonight, but hopefully we'll get him on at some point through the season. He said that he wants to come on. It just has to work out with the schedule. Yeah, I, I DM'd him uh, this week. He said that he, that's what he said. So I'd love to get him. I was watching your guys uh, the Mount one a little bit. I was learning a lot of these teams' forts. There's a lot of forts in the name. A few of them had the fort they've been there. So I was like, oh, these are definitely fort loser. Uh, yeah, one thousand four hundred and thirty-seven days since they've won a game. <laughs> that's, I was listening to that. That was good stuff. You guys did a good job there with it, Brian. You guys are going to have TMB this week, probably recapping that Steelers win, looking ahead to the Rams game. We took a bye week this week from Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Just needed a little breather at where it was on a six-month run there, so needed a little break. 
And we're going to be talking the gridiron here every week. Jimmy was flexible with me today. Let me go back a little half an hour. I had a family thing, so appreciate you guys letting me get uh, started a little bit later. But we'll be back to our normal time next week, 6.45 Pacific time, 7.45 Mountain time. And for you late owls out there, 9.45 as Jimmy yawns out there. Perfect timing, Jimmy. That's well done. I like that. That's yeah. good time there right there. With that said, talking the gridiron week one. That's in the books for Jimmy Pilato. For Brian, the main man, Johnson, Variety Sports Network, I'm Darren Breyer. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.